0: Yeah, The captain's back. <laughs> I did that intro when he was on the show, and now I can do it because Alejandro Baldoya is back with the Philadelphia Union for one more year. One more year. That's Welcome right. to the PHU Union Podcast. We've got Tyler Zuli, JP Zapata, Renee Washington here, and all of you guys joining us in the chat. Dan, Jillian, what's up? It's definitely been an eventful couple of days for the Union. <laughs> We've got all of that to get into the Badoya news. Oliver Zemla. Uh, we also will talk about the roster that the rosters that have dropped around the CONCACAF Champions Cup. League's Cup has made some changes. Inter-Miami just got whomped. <laughs> Listen, a lot is going on in the soccer world. Um, and the most exciting thing that I've heard at the sports world today is around Spongebob. But, JP, <laughs> how
1: are you I'm feeling great. Uh, obviously, you know, this morning I was like, "Wow, what are we going to talk about?" PHLI Union. Then all of a sudden, all these news came, uh, feeds came on my on my phone here, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Well, we're going to have ourselves a great show here today." So a lot a lot of good stuff to get to. I think the most important part. Uh, bless you. I Think something we all knew that was going to come. Thank you. Out on the Bedoya, we all knew. We all had the rumblings that he would be back, but it's official here today. So I think today. Right, it's a day of celebration because Allie's back. The captain is back.
0: And what a great way to kick off February. We've got That's it's right. Black History Month. We've got hey. more scrimmages this and friendlies happening, but we're also going to have the start of the MLS season <sighs> and the game is going to be happening. So this month marks a, a lot of exciting things to come in 2024. Who said February uh,
1: sucks for sports? I
0: know. I just It's it's, a, it's incredible. Franco, <laughs> what's up? Yeah, Captain America is Let's back. Go. And on the other side, not only do we have the exciting news, but yes, Inter-Miami got thumped. Oh, even, <laughs> even without Ronaldo, Messi didn't play until late. Anyways, but we'll get there. We'll get there. So listen, um, I never felt like today was going to be a slow day because I remember on Tuesday when we had our live show, as we were wrapping up the rosters dropped. It mm-hmm. was like 414. And I started seeing, I know um, you guys were talking about it in the chat at that time. We were we were getting ready to wrap up the show. And it was one of those things that's like, listen, it's breaking news, but it's breaking news that we have to wait on. We need time to like This needs this needs time. We got to look into it. We have to figure out more specifics. What does this mean? All that. So we will get into the rosters that dropped on Tuesday. Because, of course, since then, we've had more pressing news that has happened. Let's start with the captain, of course. Now, I do want to preface all of these updates for today with saying we've been manifesting some of these things. JP. Some of the news that we've heard. Goalkeeper signing, Ali Badoya coming back, Ali Badoya's contract specifically, are things that we've talked about on PHOI union that we feel like should happen. So I'm not gonna toot our own horn or anything, but toot toot. So <laughs> the news broke today. Alejandro Badoya is coming back. back. He has signed a new contract. Breaking news, he's returning. There he is, Mr. Badoya on your screen. New contract for 2024 where he's returning as a first-team player but is also going to be taking on a new role mm-hmm. as player development and front office specialist. So with this, he becomes a mixture of in a role of being a player, but also in a way a coach, which is something that I know we've talked about here on the show. Um, and Ali Badoya is that guy. He's the leader. He's, the, he's a veteran. He's a captain. He already has been a coach. This now is officially giving him that, that title. Mm-hmm. And I know he was talking about just the excitement about Philadelphia as home, the union as his club, and how he didn't want to be anywhere else in Major League Soccer besides right here with the union, this is where he wanted to stay and the development and ever evolving success of both the team and the organization from the first day he started to hear has been nothing short of incredible as Ali mentioned. And so he's grateful and he's continuing to give everything he can to the organization and looking forward to a successful 2024. We all are Ali. We all are, but I feel like partly why this deal took so long now, knowing what we know Mm -hmm. is because of the fact they had to figure out how to bring him back um, in a way that could contribute in other ways, and actually, that's what that's what Ernst Tanner was saying. Not to take his words, but we, I was, I was figuring, I figured a one year deal would make sense for him. And why is it taking so long? So now, knowing this, what Ernst Tanner was saying, they had to figure out how they can bring him back to the club where he could continue to contribute to the team and in the player professional development role. Um, they were trying to figure out those logistics and nuances, and it probably took longer for the off field role mm-hmm. versus on the field role. So exciting news to see him in sure. this, JP, because I know you were talking about yeah. that even on Tuesdays recently that right. would make sense to be oh. a co- a player coach. Yeah,
1: I was almost right on that. But this is probably a better suited job for him. Yeah. Let's not forget, he's been going through uh, business school. So mm-hmm. now that he has that knowledge, he has that education This set something good that can convert into what could possibly be him with with the Philadelphia a front office role as well. But it's crazy how we all come full circle here. You know, during the season, we talked about the rumor, a 20-second conversation to say goodbye <laughs> to your captain. So now we're talking about Allie being here for possibly five, maybe 10 years, knock on wood as he probably converts into a front office role here. But I'm curious about if there was any sense of urgency with the with the signing of this, because mm. Renee, when I look at Ali in the free agency pool this past year, this past offseason, he was the best vet. Like by far, he was the best vet. And if you're some of these playoff teams, you would look at a player like Alejandro Bedoya to add on to your team to be that missing piece. Mm-hmm. But instead, Ali's front was pretty quiet until we got the news uh, the past couple of weeks that it's getting close. You know, you heard Tom Boak right every time. We're getting closer. We're getting closer. But we weren't getting there yet. And until the, the news finally came here today. I think this is great. Um, Ali, obviously, we all know his worth, his value to this club, especially to the history of this team. I mean, he, he, the statue better be built once he re- finally retires. Because when you think of the Philadelphia Union, I think of obviously Sebastian Latou. I think of Andre Blake, but for sure, I mm-hmm. think of Alejandro Bedoya, captain. Uh, he's a he's a big goal scorer for this team too. Has been a huge part of the development that we have been doing as well here. Um, but I, I think this is the best case scenario. So it looks like it's just a one year deal, and, I, right. and this is this is legit. Now the last dance, all right? This is the last <laughs> dance. We can make the Netflix documentary now. So it, it's it's all for Ali. Hashtag do it for Ali this year, right?
0: Yeah, it is. Ali Badoya has appeared in already over, it's been 247 MLS games. Um, his career here, as you talk about, has cemented him as one of the best names to Hell, ever come yeah. through Philly sports, honestly. Bigger than just the union. I like you said um, Yeah, and because he absolutely has had such a big role since he joined the club in 2016, mm-hmm. of also just being that guy that connects so well with fans and with the next generation of players. I know he was talking about that even on our show of just how he's, you know, surrounded by the young guys in the locker room. He has Jack and Nate and Quinn. They're, they're sitting around him. And in that moment, he's just telling a, he was just telling a story about it. But when you really take a step back and think about what that means, your captain is sitting in the locker room with the youngest guys. For a reason, yeah. and so this role is perfect for him. He's already been acting in this role as the bridge between mm-hmm. the youngsters, the veterans, the team, and the coaches. He's been that in between already. So I know, uh, as you guys are mentioning in the chat, Kyle will join. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great day. What's up, um, What's up, Will and Kyle? And it's definitely a huge opportunity for him because he has been that voice for so many things on and off the pitch. That's why he's been, you know, someone that we see as a humanitarian and winning awards for it because he has been actively. Championing and leading the charge on so many different initiatives around the team, around the league, around soccer, around diversity in soccer, around opportunities. So I think it's a great way because now we officially know the writing is is way on the wall. Yeah, this is it. One year deal. Um, ain't that today. That now we know this is this is our chance to really enjoy Ali Bedoya, the player. Yeah, get to see him and his. This is like the farewell tour for him. And now we can appreciate and take time to celebrate him, which is what we felt robbed of last year when we heard that news of a 22-minute conversation leading to him possibly being out the door. Now we know, okay, his future as a player is is short, but we know there's an opportunity for him to still be with the club moving forward, and now we can just appreciate who he is and what he's done here. So I'm excited for this 2024 season even more because there's always that extra emotion and excitement when you have a player that's getting ready to retire that you now can go into the season preparing and every every final game versus an opponent or every final time you're at a certain field or you know you're going to get a chance to give him his flowers Mm -hmm. and celebrate him and then even hopefully that carries into a contagious way of helping the team have extra motivation hashtag Mm. do it for ollie just saying
1: i I like that (laughs) the so now we're talking about preparation for 24 the big question mark for me. And I want to hear it from Jim because I think we all have an idea. Yeah. But what is Ali's role on with the field, with the squad this year? I think we all expect them to be as that super sub coming off the bench. But I think a lot of us do want to know exactly here from Jim, what he expects from Ali. Because listen, up, up until last year, because of mostly because of injury. But Jim has been running Alley for ninety minutes consistently yeah. for a lot of matches, and especially as he's gotten older. So I really want to hear that concrete answer. And I'm curious. So it's a really good point you bring up. Will they do like like a lot like a Derek Jeter esque type of tour? Absolutely. I he would deserves that. it for we sure. See it in
0: every sport, in every league, when he's a player when a player makes it known this is it, you now have the final farewell farewell tour and take a page out of Gotham's book in the NWSL. Ally Krieger. It was her final season Amen. and all season they were giving her her flowers at every game and saying, this is it and doing it for Kriegs. And then they won the NWSL That's championship. True. So no pressure, or anything, uh, but finish out with, with some hardware for your captain. Now this role specifically, um, just to talk about the off the roll side and then I'll, and then I, I do want to touch on, kind of what you were mentioning in mm-hmm. his role as a player. Yeah. So the player development, player professional development role is something that the MLS does allow for every club to designate one player as that position. Okay. And within that, they have the responsibilities to contribute in different parts of the club's business. Um, they're also involved in coaching and front, front office duties, diversity liaison. And so with this role, Ollie's going to have a chance to support the union in a number of issues. Ishi- Initiatives, helping with marketing, helping with the digital and social media side. Of course, his hand's not going to be in all of these, but he would have a voice. He would have a seat at the table. And it just gives him a chance to also help with providing some innovative ideas for player development, as well as uh, just being a mentor to the club's younger players. So, a lot of these things he was already doing unofficially, essentially, and it now just puts him in an an unofficial role with a title to it that he's going to be helpful in the overall approach to player rotation, mentoring, marketing. The plan moving forward, the development process, and that's going to be huge for him. Yeah. Now, as a player specifically, I would I would like to see him be an off the bench, um, you know, contributor. Sure. I, I see in the chat, Dan, you're mentioning um, he could he could be a spot. He could be a spot starter, more likely a super sub. I think he's more and Kyle, you're saying the same thing as a super sub and spot starter. I think you get him the occasional starts. I think you get him the opportunities. Maybe when you know someone else is, is injured or just needs a rest, that Ali can give you good minutes as a starter. But you don't need him to be that. Yeah. And so back to the con, I'm gonna loop this all around because we of course know <laughs> Ali was not on the Concacaf roster. That's right. I would be. I wouldn't be surprised if he stays that way. Okay. And they manage his minutes also too because he is older. This is this is probably it. As we as we know, uh, we haven't heard the official "this is it" announcement, but this is probably it. So I wouldn't be surprised if they even manage and maybe he's not taking an official roster spot for like the CONCACAF roster, for example, because he can still swing in there if needed Mm -hmm. because of the rules and the number of players that the union have listed on the roster we will get there. Um, But I think they're going to be more creative with picking and choosing when he's starting, when he's rostered, when he's a super sub, when he's not, maybe not playing at all in the game.
1: Yeah, I think that's super important that you mentioned there is managing those games as we talk about, there's going to be a lot of a lot, of tor- a lot of tournaments, a lot of competition. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely... They're going to have to find a way to manage that. And Renee, I'm not going to lie to you when I first saw this news. And Tyler, you, you'll get this one too. I'm thinking to myself, he's going to be a, in a front office role. We're going to have the next Danny Briere in Philly. Are you kidding me? 2032 MLS Cup champs.
2: It's kind of funny when you... The, the first thing I thought of when you hear like dual role front office player... My mind immediately goes to semi-pro, player, owner, coach, Jackie Moon. Kind of getting those vibes a little bit.
0: I'm not going to lie. I do too. But I envision it like extreme. Like you're, you're fully – like I, I always go to the ridiculous too of like you're on the side. You're playing on the field and you're running on the sideline, popping a whistle in your mouth. Beep. Okay, subs, subs. Let's get so and so. And then you're like back on the, like this extreme. Just Did you buy those situation. nachos at the, at the yeah. concession stand?
2: No, I brought them from home. And he punts <laughs> the nachos.
1: Tyler's bringing up one of my favorite movies right now. That's <laughs> a good scene.
0: That's a great
1: comparison. love my sex. Okay. <laughs> Great movie, oh, yeah. But yeah, I would love to see. Imagine Allie in those meetings with Ernst. You know, Allie's asking questions. Ernst oh. is like, "No, that's not how it works." <laughs> like, i mean, i I would love to be a fly in that in that wall right I there. I would
0: too. I be would fun. too.
1: More Allie. Give us more Allie. And I think everyone, everyone's on board too. I, I think everyone. I think we all are understanding that Allie should be that super sub. But with Jim, you never know. So I, I just need that. Uh, I, I need that 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 uh, validation from
0: Jim. Yeah. I agree. But I do like the the thought of him like running on the sideline, helping a coach. Hey Jim, let's try this. And then running back on the field. And like, I don't know. It just, it's, (laughs) but that, that is like the, the comedy side of what I picture, what I think of like a dual role player coach.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, And and this year it's also going to be important. Like, I I think a lot of us want to see Hester's Bueno take that role, take that Mm -hmm. position and having Ali still here. I think that's super huge. And, And hopefully Hester's does take that job. Like, He deserves it. After a year, he had, I I mean, you know, Instagram stories, you know, especially in Philadelphia, we've seen plenty of Ben Simmons Instagram stories here. But the Hesos Bueno Bueno Instagram stories have been pretty motivational. So hopefully he comes out, steals that job, and we don't have to rely on Ali a lot.
0: Mm -hmm. Could not agree more. And thank you guys that are in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button. I know Trap Man's talking about Lewis Hamilton. Um, Will saying Jackie Moon is a legend. Yes, indeed to to that. And uh, well, with that said, let's talk about (laughs) with
1: one of our great sponsors here, ladies and gentlemen. I want to talk to you today about bagels and co ladies and gentlemen, they have Brooklyn style bagels, but they are made with that Philly love that we all love, ladies and gentlemen. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, they are extremely economical. They are huge bagels. If you guys were there for the Reading Terminal day, you guys saw the bagels and co that we had there. That's the actual size that you see there. And then like I mentioned, they are economical, the best prices as well with the largest variety of bagels, 15 to 20 different types that they have to choose from daily. And the largest cream cheese variety that they have as well. 30 different different types of cream cheese spreads there. They cater to very Philly sports teams. So we're banking on Bagels & Co to get that blue and gold for the UD this upcoming year. That would be huge. But regardless, Phillies, Eagles, they always have great promotional type of stuff. So definitely keep an eye on that. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, if you guys are interested, check out your local Bagels & Co. Let them know that PHLY sent you. Head on over to thebagelsandco.com slash sportslocator to find your local Bagels & Co. Thank you to Bagels & Co. to being one of our dear sponsors here today.
0: Yes, and if you're also looking to make a move and not just making a move, um, from Mercedes to Ferrari, but a move from one house to the next. Mortgage (laughs) CS can help you do that. Now, with Mortgage CS, it stands for Mortgage Concierge Service, and they do a great job of really connecting with you on a personal level. It's a white glove service right here in Philadelphia that provides you 24-7 access, and also just wants to make the process of buying a house less stressful. Now, what's great about Mortgage CS is they sat down and spoke with us and just shared their their ideas, their values, You know who they are, what they're all about. And Mortgage CS, they focus a lot on educating and empowering their clients. They want to really connect with you, and they want to make sure you feel comfortable coming to them at any time, morning, evening, night, with a question, with a comment. Maybe you want to talk about Ali Wadoya returning and being signed back with the union. Maybe you want to talk about Lewis Hamilton. You can do all that any time of day with Mortgage CS. You can reach out to their CEO, Ben, his phone number that's on your screen. And for those listening on podcast platforms, his phone number 267-391-7425. You can reach out via email, ben at mortgagecs.com. And you can also check them out at mortgagecs.com slash P-H-O-Y any time of day. To ask questions. And over at Mortgage GS, yes, with the exceptional customer service they have, they also look to help their clients obtain ultra competitive rates and make sure they're really just simplifying the process for you. As an independent mortgage broker, they really wanna make sure they're giving the full control of the lenders they work with. They provide 24 7 access and they also are licensed in several different states, coast to coast. So at Mortgage GS, yes, Again, check them out, MortgageCS.com slash P-H-L-Y. And this advertisement is not a commitment to lend or extend credit. Mortgage CS is an equal housing opportunity mortgage broker. All loans are subject to credit approval. Certain restrictions may apply. (laughs) Company NMLS ID number 1464766, and you can visit MortgageCS.com for more information. Um, Thoughts on Lewis Hamilton? I wanted to get our reads in. What's that? Is
1: that the F1 driver?
0: Yes. Yeah. So Lewis Hamilton, for anybody that did not know, because news is just dropping left and right lately. Um, he is a Formula One driver who okay. has officially decided or announced he's leaving Mercedes and joining Ferrari. Um, yeah. he's. Uh, but it's weird because I know we were talking about it before the show. Uh, one of our, our social media guy, Chris, is a big, big NASCAR and racing guy. And okay. he was saying how uh, Lewis Hamilton had already recently kind of like... It seemed like he was gonna be with Mercedes for a while. And then uh, now um Ferrari has confirmed that he's gonna be a driver for 2025, the F1 season, with them. So it's just it's Trevor, explain it's the that in MLS terms. I, <laughs> definitely explain that in MLS terms. It is giving there's no loyalty, go where they're paying you the most money, okay. go where you feel most appreciated. And Lewis Hamilton, uh, seven time F1 World Champion. I didn't even realize he had won that many times. It's a lot of money. He's in that like, sport. I'm out. This is this is messy going to enter Miami, maybe, because you're like, I've been following the MLS for so long. It's time I make that move. I think that's, I don't think, he, I wouldn't say, he's, I'm not saying he's the messy. Oh, gosh. I'm not <laughs> saying he's the messy of <laughs> racing, but it's a very shocking.
1: Well, PHOY Union, did. Renee called <laughs> Lewis Hamilton. Really, <laughs> <no> messy. <laughs> i'm not gonna lie to you guys i'm not much an f1 person so i don't understand like how how big this is but yeah i mean this sounds like a guy just not loyal so i'm thinking like the first thing that came to my mind honestly was deandre jordan (laughs) <laughs> with that whole Mavs and Clippers situation, the 20, 20, 2010s? That meant
0: that it's like Bedoya, Bedoya going to Red ra- Bull.
1: Ooh. Okay. Thank you, Trap. That Yeah, because now... Ferrari
0: and Mercedes in general ah, are they're yes. competing. And in racing, the. so I used to actually cover racing, fun fact. Hey. Um, I used to do like NASCAR racing and stuff. And those were didn't you all, cover, Renee? I told you, I've had like every job in the world. <laughs> I didn't make that up. And I used to be like down on the racetrack with the drivers as they were like taking off and stuff. It was hot. It was loud. Definitely would feel like I was bursting oh, into flames yeah. okay. but it was incredible yeah. it was such an adrenaline rush like when their yeah. engines, when they they start your engines and it's like yeah. and you're on you're staying there and you're like shaking with the road and then they Pew! oh that that's yeah. my description your,
2: your messy comparison may not be as far off as you think so since hamilton joined f1 full-time in 2008 oh he's wow he's won the Formula one like league I guess it is I don't I, again I don't follow it either it's like but that
0: type of race. uh
2: one two three four five six seven times finished second three times finished third last year and has never finished worst worse than sixth wow
0: oh,
1: he's, so he's he pretty is good messy
0: like okay
2: Lewis Liel right
0: Lionel Lionel Lewis okay <laughs> uh he is considered one of the most successful drivers in f1 history so okay. I guess therefore he is in the goat conversation that's a good point Tyler Maybe I was more accurate than I thought. I should have gave myself a little more kudos than that. Um, but it is shocking. He's a he's a big name, and he's making a huge decision. We know what that means for money and business and all that other extra stuff that comes with it, that he's not going to be driving in a Ferrari instead of a Mercedes.
1: I mean, I'll be honest. The way, like, world soccer going, especially over in Europe, I, we're going to see that soon. Like, we're going to see, like, like Haaland, like, leaves for – it says he stays for City and then leaves for, like, United or something like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure we're going to see it soon.
0: Basically, basically, um, but no, it is. It's interesting. This is where we are. There's a lot of news breaking today, or this da-da-da, week, I should say. Da-da-da. This is how we're starting. Yeah, this is how we're starting out February. Woohoo! Um, so, also, not only do we have the signing of Ali Badoya, but the Union made another move in oh, yeah. bringing in Oliver Zemla, who is a goalkeeper, originally born and raised in Germany. Actually, yeah. played um, college. He went to Marshall University. Then he was Drafted, let's see, let me make sure I have this correct. He inked his first professional contract with Louisville City, and and then that was after having a trial period with the Colorado Rapids. And he was a starter, had 34 appearances, um, and then set actually a USL championship record for rookie shutouts with 13. Wow. And so with that move, the goalkeeper now gets added to the union and what's great about this is a couple of things one mm-hmm. is they signed him to a two-year contract they yep. also had to acquire his college protected rights from colorado rapids mm-hmm. which is all logistics and everything all that beautiful stuff that we love um but for zemla he is a goalkeeper that has good size he's got a club option for 2026 he was a super draft second round pick back um oh i'm sorry i'm misreading that he was let me backtrack. So, he was signed for a two-year contract through 2025 with a club option for 2026. Mm-hmm. The union and then with that mm-hmm. they acquire his college protective rights in return for a super draft second round pick uh in 2024 for this past 2024. So, anyways, he will be added to the active roster following uh at the, the receipt of getting his P1 visa. And it's a goalkeeper, guys. It's a goalkeeper. He's got great size. He's 6'3" 201. He's someone that is young, he's born in 98. Um, so, you know, gives hes he's, he's got youth on his, on his side. He's got good height and he seems like he's just a, a steady true backup that has the ability to now be able to in the future, be the, be a starter somewhere, but for Mm -hmm. now be that temporary backup. And yes, let me, I I now have this right in the past 2023 MLS super draft. That's where the uh, draft pick was added. If any of that made sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, um, Thursday,
0: guys. Thursday.
1: <laughs> so it's it's Oliver uh, Semla? Zemla. Zemla. Okay. Uh,
0: I had to listen to his name several times because his accent is really cool. As a German accent. Yeah, yeah. Zemla. Oliver Zemla.
1: A lot of those East European countries <laughs> we've had those issues with, you know, um I when we talked about when Kai Wagner Wagner mm-hmm. came in, we, I was calling him Wagner for because the Because his
0: name looks like it could be Semol, it could be Semla, it could be Samoli, <laughs> like But the S is pronounced like a Z, Zembla. All
1: right. Well, listen, I'd be lying to you guys if I've been watching Louisville City, (laughs) especially since John Hackworth's not there anymore now. He's with St. Louis City. Um, But what I do like, number one, I do like that Ernst stuck by his word. Mm -hmm. He did say he was going to bring in another goalkeeper, and he did bring another goalkeeper. As much as I like what I see from Holden Trent in practice and training and warm-ups, it's not the (laughs) same as in-game situations. So Oliver comes in with starting experience, we talked about it during the last episode, the yes, rise of the USL, the level, the quality is also getting better as as, long, oh, as well as the MLS. So it's it's no walk in the park down there in the USL. So I like that starting experience. He's young. We know the development that goes on here in Philadelphia. Look what Matt Freeze is doing right now at NYCFC. The, the, at tw- was 25, 26 25 years, years old. 25 years old. He's still really young. A lot of room for development. And when Andre is going national break, you don't have to rely on him for too many matches, but I think it's still just the right amount of matches for him to get that experience and for us to win some games. Like I know last year, I hate to bring back the, the Joe Bendik days, The that that stretch where we had to ride Oof. with Joe Bendik and I felt like every match it was like, oh Jim, put it, hold it, Trent, don't you dare put it, Joe <laughs> Bendik back out there. And so I hope that this time around We can go through the bumps and bruises if there is some with Zemla. Is Zemla gonna come out here and look like a baby Blake? We don't know that, so we'll we'll have to wait and see. We'll obviously see here. Hopefully, we may be able to knock on wood, get another stream in there um, for preseason. Maybe we can get get to see Zemla as well. But
0: yeah, okay. So here's what's been here's the details on Zemla. That's if you haven't already seen them in the last 24 hours. So in 2023, 34 appearances in net. He had 72 saves. And as I mentioned, a league high, 13 clean sheets. He also set a league record for the most clean sheets earned as a rookie. We like a guy that's coming in, breaking records and making a name for himself. Um, and then before Louisville City, he actually played for. It's a it's it's a German club. Carl uh, Schroer SC Academy. That's my German <laughs> guest from 2012 to 2018. And uh, he played, that was the club's second team that he played for in Oberliga, (laughs) Baden-Württemberg. I just wanted to take a crack at it, but I feel like I I did decent, which is the fifth tier of the German football league system. Mm -hmm. Um, But for him overall, the thoughts that we, the comments that we've heard about him from Ernst Tanner is that he had a standout campaign last year, which his numbers definitely back that up. Uh, solidified himself as the best keeper in USL. That's also that's I we worked. like that because as I we talk worked. about that USL is to help give players that opportunity to be able to develop and be ready to step into the into major league soccer.
2: Yeah.
1: And he gets <sighs> to like watch the, best. the same
0: thing as the Phillies with the prospects. Um
1: <laughs> and he gets to watch the best goalkeeper prospects. in the MLS, so he knows what he's looking at.
0: Exactly. And then also he brings Crucial experience. He's mm-hmm. young enough to have time to develop, as we mentioned, and grow into the system that the union have. And then they're also feeling like with the increase in international play, it will, which will require, as we talked about before, Andre to be away, that they feel like Oliver can step in and fill that role. But I agree with you. I do feel like this isn't enough that we've seen from him. If he's the best in USL as a goalkeeper... He's ready, for, he's ready for Major League Soccer. He's ready yeah. for that next step, hopefully. And we're going to get to see him in just enough, knock on wood, um, just enough games where he can get some confidence, he can get some reps, he can get feeling good about himself, and that you feel comfortable if needed if you ever need to, you know, rest Andre Blake or, God forbid, an injury happens, or he's yeah. away playing with the Jamaican national team that you can rely on Oliver to step in. Yeah, but, that's, that's Jillian, really I need room. some of your, your German education um, <laughs> oh because God. I don't know. How I did with, I feel like the the U with the double dots on top of it, I, isn't that like a wort, a wort, wort like a Wurtenberg?
1: I just like Renee's face. It's like a
2: wort. A
0: wort, wort, Right, Tyler? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you know, uh, you know German, I not. didn't take any German. I don't, I don't Gosh, know. German's like a harsh language. I feel like they.
2: German's extremely difficult to learn. Yes. Very, very difficult. They
0: have their, I'm looking it up.
1: Different words, different dialects. All right, yeah. here
0: it is, Baden-Württemberg. Here's how you say it,
1: Baden-Württemberg.
0: Oh, I gotta wait till they like do the ad. So JP, I'll let you take it away while I'm learning. Yeah. I should have did this before, probably, <laughs> but it's fine. Everything's fine.
1: No, I, I mean, so first off, I think that was so funny by what Julian said there about the taking, starting to pay off the germ, taking the German there. You found it there. Yeah. These German, I mean, these German names are not are pretty pretty confusing. <laughs> Especially like when, like that, like I talked about that W and that V, like when you hear yeah. Vo- Wolfsburg and Werder Bremen.
0: Yeah, and that's what this was. Baden Wurttemberg is Baden-Württemberg. how you say it. Wurttemberg. I was wrong. <laughs> Wurttemberg. Now it's actually kind of fun to say, though. He played for Baden Wurttemberg.
1: I like it. Okay. We're going to become the Union Wurttemberg here. <laughs>
0: I'm done. I don't know how to say Elberliga. I'm going to Elberliga. Baden Wurttemberg.
2: You can, you can still bail out now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm and making this a is your German myself. lesson
2: of the day. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm. I'm. But now my competitive juices are like, I need to get this right.
1: Baden Vordem. Yeah, the W. I
0: should have known. It's like it's like Wagner. Wagner. It's a V. It's not a W. It's. She broke that Baden-
1: perfectly too.
0: The pronunciation is actually extremely helpful, Julian. Thank you. What's Thank up, Spiral Out? We're just learning German here. Doop, doop. Um, I don't know. Ilberiga, Ilberiga, ba- Baden Wittenberg. There we go. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Mic drop. Boop.
1: That's your German club lesson of the day, Haley. Oh <laughs> Shout Lord, we,
0: listen, gotta have. I'm just having fun here. I'm just trying to have fun.
1: Hey, we have to know this because I'm <laughs> sure there's gonna be more Union players that are going to Germany. Germany's a hotbed for American prospects. Yeah, we gotta know this.
0: And this is exactly what we've been wanting from the Union: some moves that make sense. Ooh. You lock in Ali Badoya. You lock in a goalkeeper. Yes. And now I feel a little bit better because we also have had depth pieces. Of course, we've talked plenty of times from, excuse me, Marcus Anderson to Sanders Nagabo to Isaiah LaFleur and Hamir Berdezio, like different names that we've seen them sign since the season ended. Don't know how all of them are going to play out and if they're, you know, if everyone's going to be able to. Play period. Uh, but some of them did get a roster spot, like Saunders and Nagabo. So
1: do you? F- so let me ask you a, a question. roster spot for
0: the Calf roster. But
1: now that it seems like the deals are done, moves are done, do you feel comfortable with our depth? Because that's been the main question mark mm-hmm. heading into next year.
0: I don't know. I still have to see it in a game to know.
1: But like even like the positions that were of concerned, like the forward position, we're banking on Baribo to to ball out. We're banking on Chris Donovan, Quin Sullivan to take another steps. And I still don't have a backup. Walking Torres is not even on the CCC roster. Well,
0: we will get to the CCC roster in a moment because that is exactly what it comes down to: is what, where are these guys fitting in on the depth chart? Yeah, that's is what it comes down to. It's
1: kind of where we're at right now. Well, ladies and gentlemen, before we head into that, I want to let you know that we are getting close to the season. So, with our next sponsor, ladies and gentlemen, with the Game Time app, you can use that to get down to Subaru Park, ladies and gentlemen, when the season does kick off. Stressful buying for tickets, ladies and gentlemen, is no longer a thing because with the game time app, it is a free app, ladies and gentlemen, and you can go right down to Subaru Park, get your little tailgate on, and then of course, right before the game, head on over to the app, find the best tickets. You can see where the seats are as well. By the way, there's no bad seats at Subaru Park either, but you can check out your seats, find the best price. You can get it right now. And right now, with our promo code on your first purchase over at Game, the GameTime app, use the promo code PHLY and you'll get $20 off your first purchase with GameTime app. So download the free app, use the promo code for your first purchase, PHLY. We will see you down at Subaru Park this summer. And thank you again to our friends over at GameTime app.
0: Baden-Württemberg. <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's get into some caf.
1: And from that, we go to <laughs> culture
0: <laughs> Oh, and then one other thing, actually, before we move on. Um, okay. We did hear the rumors about Daniel Gazdag. Interest from Traps Trab Trap Are is how you're thinking? I guess
1: that's how I'm going to go with it. Traps
0: Trabsom- and Spool? Traps and Spool? Of- <laughs> Traps Spool. Traps Spool.
1: I don't know. It's Turkish, so though. Yeah, you're giving British right now.
0: Tra- <laughs> <laughs> I was giving British. I- Traps Spool. Okay, wait. Let me think more Turkish, maybe more Trab and Trabsons- Trabs and Spool.
1: Does Jillian? Did Jillian take any any Turkish?
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> so I can't. I can't keep up. With what
2: What we're learning today <laughs> is we're stupid in multiple languages. That's where I we're at. I can speak
0: Spanish. Hey, I can speak Spanish and time. France, Parlez-vous français?
2: I didn't say you couldn't. I'm saying we can't <laughs> speak German or Turkish.
0: Okay, wait, here it is. I just probably there's so many names to keep up with. I don't have time, or I probably should have time to look them all up. My apologies. Here's how you say Trabs and Spool.
1: Put it up to the mic.
0: Trabs and spor. Okay, okay. we weren't that far off. All right. I'm go to, I'm I didn't write it. Roll the bl- trab.
1: Tomorrow I have a Turkish restaurant down the street from me. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to them. I'm gonna ask them the kitchen meets. I'm gonna ask them about tras. Tra- trab. Trab.
0: Trab. Trab. Traps and
1: Traps and Spur. We're going right. to talk some
0: Traps so, and so Daniel Gazdag, <laughs> back to words, had interest from Traps and Spur, which is a premier club, um, and uh, three championship clubs as well. So the comments that came out is that people were thinking, oh, he's got to make a move. He's got to go right away because time's ticking and transfer windows are closing. And Daniel Gazdag, allegedly uh, Joe Tanzi was reporting, was basically saying, this is home. I'm good. A.K.A. Drop the rumors. Uh, it was nice to finally get some quotes from a player, though, because I'm, I've been, as you all know, have been actively wanting some words from yeah, players. Nice. All right, so now let's get into the, the CONCACAF Champions Cup. CONCACAF Champions Cup rosters. The lists are out. Every team can have a maximum of 35 players per club. It's important to know that as we're getting into the CONCACAF Champions Cup, um, you've got 27 of the best clubs from North America, Central America, and the Caribbean, five rounds, lots of soccer, lots of games. So the tournament does kick off in just five days on February 6th. And with that, teams also have flexibility within their rosters. If you don't have the maximum, I think the the number is 32. Um, if you have, le- if you don't have all 35 players rostered, you are able to still change your rosters is what i remember yeah seeing. so if you
1: have less than 35 players you can increase the roster to 44 players up to a couple which is weird like they give you like a generic couple hours before yeah you, so what does that mean exactly a Couple
0: hours. it's very vague
2: so are you able to just like hide a player like pretend that they aren't in like <laughs> and, and then it's just like oh my god look who's on the pitch for the union
0: basically that would be wild i think obi-wan what's up wee wee nice to have you here ciao um so yes as you're mentioning if you have less than 35 players you can add up to 44 hours before a game to your roster so that makes me encouraged here's the list we have the list of the roster that dropped for the union and there's some names on here and there's some names that are not on here that may have caught you by surprise. Mm-hmm. So there's the usual suspects, the expected the expect ones. You've got Jack, Elliot, you've got Jacob Glessness, you've got ooh, Mikel Ua, you've got El Brujo, Jose Martinez, uh, Julian Carranza, Daniel Gazdak, Holden Trent. I'm just reading this out loud for those on podcast platforms. Sorry, you two people. Sorry. Uh, Jeremy Raffanello. you have got Olivier Mbaizo, Jack McGlynn, Damian Lowe, Andre Blake. Jesus Bueno. It's interesting because they have their full names here. I feel like actually, Yo, I'm they doing really a disservice. put their government names out I feel there. like Jeez. I'm actually doing a disservice not reading their full government names. Let me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let me just do a couple. Uh, Holden MacArthur, Trent.
1: Yo, MacArthur. Miguel
0: Brandoff, Uwa. Uh, um, Jack Ryan McGlynn. If that is not, there's a whole movie called Jack Ryan. Come on, McGlynn. I like Jack. We gotta start Jack the meme Ryan. now. <laughs> Jeez Louise, Damien Onandi Blake. Jesus Daniel Bueno Añez. Um, okay, Buc- okay. You Bucuru, do Nagabo
1: Bukuru Jack Sanders Nagabo. I guess, I guess.
0: Bukuru, yeah, that makes sense. There's a lot of Jacks on this team. You yeah. didn't like we didn't even realize it, but Jack and Jacobs a, a very popular name for the Union. For Christopher sure. David Donovan. If that's not the most like Catholic sounding. Name. What
1: we'll parish Chris? We'll Paris. Yeah,
0: exactly. My <laughs> gosh. Nathan Lee William Harriel. That sounds like a yeah. president or something. Seriously. Sir Nathan Lee William Harriel.
1: Kai's is the best right here.
0: Kai Harley Wagner. <laughs> That's awesome. Just Ty Baribo. Or <laughs> my God! Oh my god. <laughs> god yeah. <laughs> How do you think you say his middle, the second
1: name? I think the M is silent. I don't even think I'm saying his
0: first I- name right. All the way through Pil- Pilwenhele.
1: Possibly the M is silent.
0: Makanya.
1: Pilwenhele.
0: Pilwenhele.
1: Wenle.
0: Hele. Wenle. Um. Quinn. Oh, my God. Sorry to people listening. Quinn Krippendorf Sullivan. If you don't look at that and think Gryffindor...
1: I'm i, I kind of like i kind of want to go up to when i see these players just like them by like their middle name like what, what's up Krippendorf, Krippendorf.
0: great right? goal
1: last week i like that <laughs>
0: okay one. almost done marcus adenis anderson adedeji and then andrew vincent rick jr it's just the wildest middle names i love it though it's love great it. um that was fun i had fun yeah jillian <laughs> was like good luck with <laughs> with uh all the through, um, we got through. I think makanya I think Macan, Macanya, Makan- M- Pilwen- Le- M- Okay, anyway. So the point is, this is the roster. So some names on here. We've got someone like Andrew Vincent Rick Jr., who's on the list. No Jamir Bedecio, no Ali Badoya, no David Vasquez, no Joaquin Torres. It's probably the biggest surprise to me.
1: Only twenty-two players I counted. Ooh. only 22 and the
0: max is 35 there's that's tons of options so there what
1: would be the reasoning behind well obviously Ali wasn't
0: so someone like um
1: like, uh, <sighs> like you like we just talked about the 10 i mean they put Raffin yellow you I mean you can yeah. that's another player we don't talk about but like he doesn't really have a, a set position either
0: yeah like
1: he seems to be a 10 like i think he played <sighs> a lot of ten with union two my union two people can confirm there but I, he's listed as a forward um, so that, I mean, that one really is, is a head scratcher. I, I guess, um, we talked about before, you know, not having a backup left back, but you can move Harriel on yeah, both sides. Yeah, he's
0: flexible to play on both sides. Which is interesting. So right. we know, obviously like Oliver Zemla is going to be on this list. So that would yeah. be up to 23. He probably would be a shoe in I mean, obviously Holden McArthur's on there right now. Um, so he's right now, the him and, and Andrew Vincent. <clears throat> I, I, I am surprised that Joaquin's not on there and now I'm wondering with the addition of Oliver what that's going to mean that you're going to have four goalkeepers rostered. I know Mm 35 is a large number you've got plenty of space but I'm interested I don't know if you drop someone and that I don't even know how that works but I'm no CONCACAF Champions Cup roster expert I won't even (laughs) pretend to be
1: well so my my crazy mind started speculating if because we've heard it before if the union could potentially be trying to move Joaquin Torres in some, some type mm-hmm. of trade here. So my speculation was if he's not on this roster, because I was just wondering why not put him on here, especially when you're looking for backup help in the attack. Right. Unless you are moving him. We are getting close, and this has been under wraps. So listen, that's not a report. That's not an official. Report. It's just me going crazy up here.
0: Hmm. I know Jillian say in the chat they can add players. And from what she understands, sure. you can't take them off. Like, I imagine you can't take players off. Like, uh, maybe there's like an there, injury stipulation originally. or something. But I do. Yeah. For the goalkeepers, I understand. Because right. you do need to have goalkeepers. But you can also just add them. Like, mm-hmm. we know you can add. But okay. I'm going to leave that off to the side. As for Joaquin Torres, it does make me think there's something in the works. Because to have like... um Ningabo on here and raffanello on here and some other names that on paper from what we've known joaquin torres on the depth chart is technically higher than but it's the brandon craig effect i feel like i mm. think he's on i think that they are actively realizing like we've talked about he's not the best fit he is someone you could move mm-hmm. to and, and and get something in return whatever that may look like um yeah. Not to mention they have been actively, it seems like, looking to add in other young players to see who else is a better fit. Like yeah. I think there's what I feel like is the vibe for the unions roster. They have obviously the set veterans, you know, the Jack Elliott's and Jack even Jack okay, wait. Let me I'm getting ahead of myself. The set veterans, Jack Elliott, Andre, now Ali, uh Glessness, you know what they're what you're gonna get, Daniel Gazak, um, everyone. The next tier is that Jack McGlynn, Nate Harriel. Quinn Sullivan, um, Jesus Bueno, Taiboniro, where you're trying to see, okay, can you can you get give us more? Yeah. But you're going to be there, you know. You're going to be someone that's starting, or a, you know, a top player that's going to be an impact player. But we just want more from you. Then there's that next tier of players where I feel like, and Chris Donovan is like slowly crawling his way out of this group of players that are still prove it players. Like we we get we've got a lot from you. We think we can that you can be someone that can develop and become in the mix of competing for a starting position, but you might not be there fully. That's yeah. the, that's the Chris Donovan group. And then there's the actual prospects group. If we're talking in baseball terms of players <laughs> where it's okay, you're, we're going to give you a run. We're going to give you a chance, whether it's Andrew Rick or uh Nagabo or, you know, um, all get, the way through. Yeah. All the way through. We're going to, we're going to include you. We're going to give you an opportunity. We'll see what you can do. And you might be able to work yourself into being a mainstay roster piece. And I think Joaquin Torres is in those bottom two tiers. Yeah. Like, I think they he's like he's like a Chris Donovan, but the difference is Chris Donovan, obviously this his goal that he scored in the playoffs was huge, but he, he gave more. Mm-hmm. Joaquin Torres is still like, are you a prospect type player where we should be making a move and moving on from you? Or should we be continuing as an everyday player? And some of these players, if they don't go on and do something when they get their time, they're going to be... Sh- union two players or you know just even moved on to a different club in my opinion
1: it's confusing because in the closing presser of last year Jim said that he not that he messed up but he could have done more to integrate Joaquin Torres into the squad and he also mentioned like there was a plan for Joaquin Torres this year Mm -hmm. and like throughout that I'm like wondering well okay you did put Joaquin out there Joaquin didn't really fit or like it didn't look like it was a proper fit when he was out there. Yeah. So like what exactly would be the plan here in 2024 if you're trying to make him fit? So that's why like when he said that and even like thinking about it throughout this offseason, like I just didn't understand having Joaquin here. Like I thought we saw what we needed to see. But that, that we're going to have to wait and see what comes about this, if he does mm-hmm. get added on later on, or if, in fact, that there is a move in place. There have been rumblings throughout the offseason about that potentially happening, but it mm-hmm. is weird. It, it, it is weird, especially when you have so many spots left to add on. Yeah. You have some players that you, you could technically add in there. I mean, Periano is another player in there that, mm-hmm. that didn't get brought up there. You're talking about those prospects that got to show themselves. Periano's brand new here, essentially. Yep. I know he's a homegrown, but... Um, that's it, it's just interesting. It really is. So,
0: Joaquin Torres at he just turned twenty seven. He just had a yeah. birthday, of course. Um, just birthday. on the twenty eighth of January, and he's someone that has. I do believe in a thing of like your time is up. At twenty seven years old, last year he played four in four of the Concacaf games, fourteen MLS games. Um, if if they don't know that he's a good, if he's not proving and and for certain a good fit at this point. You do have, I do feel like you gotta move on. Like, I hate to say it because he's not this 18, 19 year old where you can give him the benefit of the doubt of needing to mature, needing to have just time and experience. At 27, like what you are, you can still get better, but your ceiling's not as high. Mm-hmm. So, I wouldn't be surprised if some- if Joaquin Torres specifically is a guy that they didn't add him for that exact reason. They're considering either moving on from him or they just feel like, He's not in that top 22 group. We know if needed, we can always add him to the roster. But if you're unable to remove players, then those question mark players, Joaquin Torres, Perriano, those guys, David Vasquez, they shouldn't take up a roster spot because yeah. what if they don't perform well? And now they're taking up a roster spot and you instead want to have somebody else and Ali Badoya. In that role instead, mm-hmm. so I think that it actually makes sense. Definitely, like Perry, Periano and David Vasquez, knows it definitely makes sense that they're not on the roster. But Joaquin Torres, it just is like it's not. We're not the only ones. I feel like this confirmed we're not the only ones that are seeing he's not a great fit, and potentially we might be hearing some news in the future.
1: I mean, listen, I, I just hope so for both sides. Yeah. I mean, like, if it's not a fit, it's not a fit. You're just not going to fit it in there unless we do go to wingers like we talked about last time. But I don't think that's going yeah, to happen. But it would be nice. It, it definitely would be nice to kind of throw something else out there. Something I did want to throw at you, should we be concerned at all over Leon Flock's injury? Not not put on, obviously. <sighs> that It would be understandable. Oh, yeah, he's not on there either. Yeah, it would be understandable if he's not on there because of injury. But it, it really affected him last year. And not even just... Physically, but mentally, that that affected him as well because he just wants to be out there and going through. Re- I mean, you know, right? going through rehab sucks. And so, it, when we're talking about going into this season, you know, what, what where are we at mentally and physically with Leon Flock?
0: So Leon Flock and Matt Rial yeah. also not on that roster. Now that I'm like processing more and more, and um, Matt could
1: play another. Matt could play as a shuttle midfielder too. Like there is right? versatility with him.
0: So I think I think those two are in the same conversation as Joaquin Torres and where Brandon Craig was, where you're you're kind of at – your your back's against the wall. Leon Flack is unfortunate. At 22 years old, with the amount of injuries he's had, we, we remember Leon – what was it, 2021 when he was – because he got hurt – no, 2022, I guess it would have been. Um, prior to injury, Leon Flack was showcasing as a great MIDI that they could build yeah. something off of. He was – he was he was showing versatility. You could put him kind of anywhere in the mix. Um, he was he gave a little bit of aggression and he was an engine and he was getting forward and he's he was creating and he honestly the a big part of what they could use whether as a back or a midfielder and he was just steady and then he's had injury after injury after injury. And hasn't been able to give you consistent, even back-to-back games. I know. So it's a shame because he's just been so injury-bitten. He's still so young. Again, only 22 years old. It's crazy. But if Leon Flock is unable to stay healthy, it doesn't make sense to use a roster space for the the Champions Cup Mm -hmm. with him. Because you just don't know if he's even going to be able to play in the Champions Cup. And now you, you can have had that opportunity for someone else. For Matt Rial, it's the same thing. Matt Rial's had some injuries. Matt Rial's been up and down. He's 24 years old, but they're still both young. Mm -hmm. That it's like you can't fully write them off yet. But I feel like it's at a point now of, okay, Matt Rial, you can't help us as a backup for outside back. Or Leon Flock, you can't get back into the midfield. And you can't play for us. Forget just the Champions Cup roster. I don't know how much they're on the Union's everyday roster at all at this point moving forward. You just have to start having like, you can't have these guys that are so injury-bitten that you're putting any egg in their basket mm-hmm. and they're unable to to be a, a contributor.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have to keep an eye on this. So game, uh, first match against Deportivo Saprissa will be on February 20th. We'll keep an eye out from here until then. We have about 20 days until that until that match does go down. It's going to be a long flight as well to Costa Rica too. So mm-hmm. we'll keep an eye out, see if there's any dish. I'm, I'm assuming Ali is going to be down there in Costa Rica. I would have to imagine that. I hope. Yeah. You need that. I would
0: think so. Um, yeah, it's just I I'm trying to think of all the injuries that Leon Flock has had. He had a sports hernia. He had uh it's it's been a lot. Yeah, sports Ankle, hernia really was a bad one, yeah. What's what? The
1: sports hernia was really the bad one last yeah. year. Yeah. Really affected him.
0: Oh, it's been wild. So, just, you know, I would he's one that if he could get healthy and stay healthy, I should say, he really could be a nice addition. Again, he's versatile. He actually, we remember, we, we've seen him play outside back. He can play in different roles for this team, um, but he has to be healthy to do that. So that's, right. that's and I re, like as a coach, that's what you're kind of banking on those question mark, those maybes. Can we get something from one of them? You know, I don't think it will be Matt Rial. We, we know he got some minutes in the first uh, preseason game or the second preseason game. Um, we don't, we know it could be Leon Flack, but he's got to stay healthy. We we know Joaquin Torres has the aggression and the energy, but can he actually contribute? So hopefully in this next month, we can get one of these guys in a better spot. Amen. But they're not a big question mark. All right, last couple of things before we wrap up. <laughs> it's my go-to line that Tyler loves because it means 20 more minutes, guys. Uh, no, we're going to wrap this up fast. So we did get some details. Just wanted, I wanted to just quickly run through about the Leagues Cup format changes that have happened. Uh, some random phone numbers calling me. I don't know who that is, but the leagues cup has had some changes in their format. Um, so with that, there's going to be brackets that they broke down into. They have an East and a West and overall it's 15 brackets of three teams. And Tyler, I think you have that graphic, right? Beautiful Tyler. And then this is the list for the East specifically. Now, when you look at this—and actually, I sent it to you, and then I can't even—I don't even have it myself. There it is. When you look at this, a couple of things jump out at me. Club America and Columbus Crew, since they won their respective leagues, they get a bye into the round of 32. So they're not actually in the initial ranking. The Union are in that East 4 bracket with Charlotte and Cruz Azul. Every bracket, for the most part, has two MLS teams, except for Inter-Miami's bracket, East three, Mm -hmm. which is them, Club Puebla, and Club Tigres. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, every bracket has two MLS teams. There are seven brackets on the East and eight brackets on the West. And so similar to every other tournament that we've seen in the past, teams will now work through their grouping and then advance out of that into the next round um, with, of course, after that, they're gonna, you know, they had the rankings, and they'll kind of like, I guess, re-rank them from there. So I'm, I'm interested to see what this new League's Cup format's gonna be with the group stage into the knockout stage. Um, they're not gonna have any ties that are allowed. Okay. Um, each team will receive a point if the game is tied after 90 minutes, and then they'll have a penalty shootout to earn an additional point for whoever wins. Which I feel like defeats the purpose, but it's okay. <laughs> um, so it'll be interesting. But with that, we have. A new format? Why not change things up a little bit?
1: Yeah, a little, a little <laughs> bit different. I'm like looking at these. Like, I like this is a fun. Like, it was entertaining last year. Like, everyone knows my thoughts. Like, it's it was entertaining last year. I just don't feel like we need all this extra soccer. But <laughs> like, it, the worst part about it is, like when you see these tournaments and groups come out, Renee. Like, the first thing I look for is like who's the group of death. Yeah. Like, who, what's the group? Like, I'm so glad my team's not in. And like, I don't even really kind of see the West two. Kind of intrigues me. Mm-hmm. Um. So, Cade Cal, who we talked about on the show, like the first, um, it's kind of stipulation, the first American, the capped American, to represent and play for Chivas, which is huge, but mm-hmm. obviously got the Mexican passport. But he's gonna have San Jose, his former team, right there. He's gonna mm-hmm. have to play them, LA Galaxy. There, we all know the California Classico with them. So that's that should be a fun one. But our group should be interesting. Charlotte, I don't know what yeah. to make of Charlotte this year. I, I think they're doing good things internally. I think they're building the foundation properly now after two years in the league. I don't think they're there yet. And uh, as Tyler's letting us know, Cruz Azul, six in Liga Mekis, Uh they are always a tough outing too, mm-hmm. no matter where. Um, and I'm assuming all this is going to be played in the States again?
0: So that's the other thing that is different. As you look at the different brackets from the East and the West, okay. they also changed it up in terms of creating regions so they want to minimize travel for all the clubs now the top part of the ranking is you will get a home game if you are the higher ranked team so there are some <coughs> excuse me predetermined venues in that but it just at least will minimize the need to travel all over the country
1: all right so listen when mls teams are killing league of teams i don't want to hear it i don't want to <laughs> hear the fact that all the matches are played in, in these mls stadiums so well i, I did want to see that though because I I do think that's important, like playing in La Steca, you know, with with 50,000 fans ready to throw a bag of piss at you is is a real thing. And so, like, I I do want to see those atmospheres. And I think that also bodes well for our most teams, like being able to play in those type of atmospheres, Mm -hmm. it it really, Kate Cowell actually just mentioned that, you know, playing this first game with Chivas, you know, that was one of the big differences there. So I I do hope that they do kind of um, space it out and we do get some matches in Mexico.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I think it'll be great. I mean, listen, there's different logistics they added into it with the brackets now being focused on regionalized yeah. rank first ranking the teams. They did not include uh, the two champions in the ranking, but everybody else outside of Club America and the Columbus Crew were included in the rankings. And then also having uh, hub privileges for League MX League MX clubs, so now they have the chances to have you know those games at a specific venue. Um, just trying to make it more under control. Yeah. You know, I just feel like I the league's cup was kind of just rolled out in this way of like bringing in the diff, you know, different teams, different leagues, different fans through that without you know, truly having a chance to plan out what makes sense for the players mm. and the teams and their travel mm. schedule instead of having them flying all over the place. So, with having so many MLS teams again of these 15 brackets, every single bracket I, I looked at had two MLS teams of course because there's 29 um In them. And so you're playing against an MLS team, you're playing against another team, but now you don't have to worry about flying all over the place. So I know Tyler's got a great nugget for games. Yeah, so
2: this is from MLS's website. So um, they're broken down, as you were talking about, the hubs to eliminate travel if they Mm -hmm. can. Um, The uh, Liga MX champion in the top three ranked clubs are granted hub privileges, which will minimize their travel. And uh, quote reward them with predetermined venues as the home team uh, based on their league cup's ranks, but all 77 games are, uh, according to the MLS website, are going to be played across the United States and Canada and hosted in MLS stadiums. Interesting.
0: Should be very interesting. Okay. But we'll see what happens with that one uh, because it's definitely it's a cool opportunity. The games are going to be broadcast on Apple TV, on the uh, you know the great. Apple TV.
1: Which now I have to pay for. <laughs>
0: so yeah, but it will be broadcast on some other uh, linear channels for the group stages that are in Mexico, so, yeah. the United States, and Canada. So. I know some
1: of like those smaller Mexican clubs, like like Tijuana, like Club Necaxa, like they don't bring out huge fans, but like Club America rolls in town, yeah. Chivas oh, rolls gosh. in town. It's literally an away match for any MLS team that's hosting mm-hmm. it, so it should be it should be fun again this year.
0: Yeah, and it was fun down uh, in in a matchup, I should say. With Inter-Miami and Al Nassir. Um, mm. that did not go as planned for anybody that bought tickets for that one. Everybody was expecting a Messi-Ronaldo showdown, and instead, they got Ronaldo, not even dressed, wasn't even, out, you know, nice. forget playing, wasn't even dressed. And then Messi was not subbed in until the 84th minute of that 6 nothing blowout. Uh, Taliska had a hat trick for Al Nassir as they won that 1-6-0, and Led to some major questions. I know uh, there were some various opinions because it is still preseason for Inter-Miami, of course, Um, but it had many people saying, wait a minute, did we maybe overlook the fact that Inter-Miami's defense is not that great? With all the firepower, of course, Luis Suarez being one of the final signings, and this is Team Barcelona. Okay, but you need some defense. Mm -hmm. And looking at some of those goals, too, They definitely got exposed defensively. So still preseason for everybody. I'm gonna give them a pass, but I'm keeping an eye on Inter Miami if they're gonna be a very lopsided offense-heavy team that can get caught in transition or just any run a play defensively if they don't have the same level of defensive of a defensive unit as they do offensively.
1: My boy Davido Spina, (laughs) former I guess he still is Colombian goalkeeper gets the gets the shutout, gets the clean sheet. I love to see that. So I guess so I guess we have to ask this for for that community. Um so since Ronaldo didn't play, and Messi got to play, there's so the adds to the goat debate, right? Cuz <laughs> Messi actually played. <laughs> no, no friend.
0: Somewhere someone's like this is why Messi is the goat. <laughs> he was subbed in at the 84th minute. At least he and played. And Ronaldo didn't play at all. We saw him dressed up in the box. I don't know. I mean, I still think Messi's the GOAT just for other reasons. Um, But it is hilarious because somebody somewhere is literally going to say, like, Ronaldo was scared and he couldn't even play against Messi or something foolish that they'll spin.
1: That is the best. Well, uh, I want to end this with one more tidbit. And hopefully Messi's in this tidbit. Oh. So, of course, Philadelphia loves the Jason Kelsey and Travis (laughs) Kelsey podcast, New Heights So, in the last episode yesterday, they did, Jason did bring up the fact he wants to bring back backyard sports. Now, I know for a lot of us millennials, I don't know if Gen Z got to play with backyard sports, but for a lot of us in the late 90s, early 2000s who had a PC at home, we got to enjoy these games. And for me personally, I think people don't realize how important backyard soccer is to the MLS. If it wasn't for backyard soccer, I would have never known about the league. I got to play with with, with with Mike Pecky, Carlos Valderrama, Kobe Jones, all those players. I knew about those teams. I knew about those players because of backyard sports. So I think if you're an MLS fan hearing this news, you should be getting giddy because this, this, this game is itched in MLS history.
2: I, I, no. I don't disagree with you, JP. Like I My go-to MLS team before the Union were a team— and this is how old backyard soccer was. Was Dallas Burn yeah. before they became Dallas FC Burns, Dallas? Right. Was Dallas Burn? And, and like, that horse it was, looked cool. It was awesome, right? That's the only reason I picked it. Yeah. I thought it looked cool. Uh, but like, th- there is a group of of sports fans about all of our collective ages who learned about the MLS through backyard soccer. Exactly.
0: I will say. um, i feel like i keep talking about backyard sports and i just had to go google and i'm I'm like i'm like i want to cry it feels like it was yesterday how where how where did the time go i'm like looking at backyard soccer and baseball and football and i used to play all of these games playstation back when it was like the round there was the round playstation one and then there was the black playstation Yeah. and these games are awesome like you just played and you it was just kind of like Literally backyard sports. Like that's how it was in the neighborhood. It was the same exact thing where it's just you and your buddies hanging out. Let's play some soccer. Let's play some baseball. Let's play whatever sport. Let's play some basketball. Let's race each other. Let's see so you can climb up this thing, the fa- this tree, the fastest, like
2: <laughs> and guys too. Like with, looking back cry. at how long ago it was, there's so many of these teams that are either you either rebranded
0: yeah. or, or
2: no longer MLS teams.
0: That's yeah. like the Kansas
2: City Wizards, for example, They're now oh have rebranded the Tampa Bay Mutiny. Are no longer here. The Metro Stars.
0: Oh, Red wow. Bull. The Miami Fusion.
2: No longer here. The
0: Metro Stars. Like the,
2: it's a lot of these teams have either rebranded or become different teams or just have folded out of the league.
0: Oh my goodness! It was it, the give me, give
2: it me, was me the humongous melon
1: heads all day. <laughs>
2: there you go. There you
0: go. You want to take a trip down memory lane? Do a Google search of backyard, all the backyard sports, and you are gonna also talk about nostalgia. The
1: players they had for all the sports were dope, but like the players that they created, like Pablo Sanchez, yeah, people, Pablo like,
0: Sanchez, they were. Great. Yeah, they were.
1: Their trademarks. So MLS, or not MLS, uh, Jason Kelsey, please Thank bring you. the game back for all of us. <laughs> Even you. for these for these new generators. I'm sure it. they would love it.
0: I'm sure they'll fall in love with it. Yeah, I mean, instead of I'm gonna sound sold with this line. Instead of, instead of you being on the, the TikTok, <laughs> go play some backyard <laughs> <laughs> sports. I know what TikTok's called, but
1: get off the tiktok like, off start play backyard TikTok sports.
0: And drop put your phone down and go outside and play, or or at least if you're gonna play on a game. Play backyard sports; those were the good games. Times. Oh man, such good times! All right, well, um, I know you wanted to wrap and just quickly hit on Paxton's news. Paxton alone, and then we will wrap up Tyler.
1: Yeah, so <laughs> we were all hoping that Paxton Harrison could come back to Philly, but it's not in the. It's not going to be in the cards. He has been loaned out to Vitesse Arnheim, as con- we're continuing the trend here with these names, but. They, that
0: seems accurate.
1: That is, uh, They play in the Air uh, de VCA, so he's going to go to the Dutch League. I do believe they played PSV where Pep Richard, uh, Ricardo Pepe's at, but regardless, this is a great yeah. move. It's a loan deal for six months, no option to buy. He is still part of the Frankfurt plans, which is important to note here, guys. It's not just one of those moves that are trying to get rid of him eventually like they do with the U.S. Uh, prospects here, but huge, <laughs> mo- huge move for him, getting consistent playing time, it's really tough in Frankfurt when you got Mario Goltz in front of you. So I love this for Paxton. And hopefully by fall of next year, he's in a rotation with Frankfurt.
0: Hopefully. Knock go ahead, board. Paxton. We love that for you. Keep 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 doing big things. Keep doing big things. Big things. Um, so we'll keep an eye out. Uh let's hope that the next 48 hours are just as eventful as the last. Um, a good eventful, of course. Let me clarify yes. that because <laughs> that could go any direction. But it's been quite a time for the Philadelphia Union. If anybody thinks they're not doing anything, they are. They've made signings of some young players that they can develop. They've signed Ali Badoya. They already, of course, had signed Kai Wagner. They've signed a goalkeeper and Oliver Zemla. Things are happening, guys. Moves Seems. are being made. So with that, we'll be back Tuesday live Ooh. at 3.30 p.m. again. To recap, there's some other topics I want to, that we're going to get into that I'm looking forward to, I should say. So hopefully you guys will join us. Of course, hit that subscribe button, like, follow, and tune in. For Tyler, JP, myself, Renee, go play some backyard sports, have some fun, <laughs> and we'll see you on Tuesday, like 3.30.